What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Where the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, right here on your Golden Grizzlies podcast, iTunes, and SoundCloud page. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, and today it's always one of my faves, uh, as the kids would say right now, it's always one of my faves to sit down and talk with this cat, Paul Rice, the cross-country coach on the men's and women's side here at Oakland. They got a ton of stuff going on uh, on the women's side, on the men's side. Awards are flying in, and and Paul, this is our first podcast of the season, but you guys are already in mid-season form. The awards are flying in. Uh, as a matter of fact, right before we took the air here, Heather Zarnecki was uh, was named the Horizon League uh, Runner of the Week. And coach, it's become we're in a spot right now. That's just business as usual for you guys. You're, you you got to be running out of room for all these awards. Well, first of all, thank you for the compliments and the opportunity to speak with you again. It's uh something I look forward to as well and, and uh, you know talking about our program is always fun to do especially when you're having the success that we've had the last couple of years but uh, so yeah we've had a good start to the season um, you know we opened up at home like we always do right. and it was pretty low-key but uh, we got some good things accomplished that day and, and uh, I think the best thing about that day and having a home meet is, is the barbecue afterwards and the families together and everybody just, you know, the excitement of a new season, especially when you come off of the success we've had the last, you know, three years. So, you know, we moved into the Detroit Mercy meet last week, uh, in week two. And, um, that's not a meet we typically bring our, our full gamut of athletes to it's, you know, we usually don't bring the big guns there. And, and, uh, so as you saw this year, we did, and the women won for the first time ever, which you say, how is that possible? First time in your program history, you win that meet. And, and, you know, it's not like it's the, a national caliber meet. I mean, but there's, there's been years where there's been really good competition there and, and we just have not, you know, really brought the full crew there. So this year we did on the women's side, we were excited to compete against Bucknell. Um, they have a, a real good program out of Pennsylvania there in the P- Patriot League. And um, we didn't run our top girl, and they didn't run their top girls, but we were pretty evenly matched, and it was great to come out with that victory and that, that first-place trophy. And the women were definitely excited about that. And you look at someone like Heather Zarnecki, and um, there's some really cool stories. You know, you look at the Maggie Schneiders and Rachel Levies of, of our program, and those are girls that are, you know, NCAA qualifiers, and they're, you know, conference champions multiple times and but then you have a girl like Heather Zarnecki and Megan Nichols and and these kids came into our program as you know basically a a preferred walk-on or someone that was able to earn a little bit of scholarship money coming in because of some you know some success they had at the high school level but they've really blossomed like really quickly Heather cut uh, nearly a minute off of her her best time last week early in the season and, and so did Megan Nichols and so now they've been, you know, given an opportunity to be at the top of that group, and they are. I mean, they were one-two last week, and and had had you said going into this this season, those would be your number one, number two girls in, in any meet um, with the the guns that we have. It's pretty surprising, uh, but they're really working hard, and you know the hard work pays off, and and it makes everyone else around them, you know, wake up and work hard as well. So, you know how we do it. I mean, th- these kids show up every day. They, they, they don't question the the program. They don't question the, the system we have in place. They work hard and they, they put it, they're all into every workout and, and it shows in the results uh, of these races, but we are very young and we've got a lot of lessons to learn. And, and, uh, Heather's a sophomore, Megan's a, technically a redshirt freshman, and then you got Maddie Lee, who's a sophomore, and then you got Rachel Kempf, who's a true freshman. So our top four girls last week were two sophomores and two freshmen, and uh, and our number five was a transfer from Macomb, who you know was just new to our program. So on the men's side, we're we're young up front. Uh, 
three freshmen running up front right now and and um couple sophomores in there so it's you know graduating who we've graduated the last couple of years we know the studs that have you know rode off into the sunset out of our program and now it's time to rebuild and reload and and uh we're working on it every day Paul Rice joining us here on the Wear the Bear podcast, cross-country coach on the men's and women's side. If you like what you're hearing, or if you haven't yet, you need to. Go to the iTunes page, search Golden Grizzlies, search Wear the Bear, click subscribe, and you're in there. You never have to look for the stuff again. It comes right to your phone. And, and Paul, what you talked about sounds very, very familiar, uh, that story you just told about the station of your of your women's program right now and, and you mentioned it you brought it up in, in comparison to what you guys just had going with the men's program how 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 does somebody like heather zarnecki show up and, and trim a minute uh, off of her time how, how are all of these student athletes able to be put into these positions and take advantage of what's going on and find this great success i mean they just must be very lucky i guess huh yeah <laughs> Part of it is luck. The, the, well, I think well, you're, the program must be just very lucky. Yeah, I don't know. I'm tra- very, scratching my head trying to figure very, it out. Very lucky. Well, you know, the, <laughs> the luck in our sport is really more about staying healthy. Um, if you're lucky enough to to stay healthy and be able to train at the level we train at and, and avoid injury, you're going to do well. And that's that's the bottom line is with with a, an endurance sport like distance running and cross country, the the challenge is always keeping those bodies healthy. So that's, that is, there's a little bit of luck in there, but I think it really comes down to seeing, you know, coming in as a freshman and, and learning a lot that first year about what it takes to, to be good every day and watching the girls in front of you and getting your butts kicked every day. A lot of these girls come from programs and guys come from programs where, you know, they're the top dog and, maybe didn't have to work as hard as they could have to, to be the top dog in their program. Then you walk into our program and all of a sudden it's like a slap in the face. You've got men and women around you every day that are, are out working you and, and have a higher level of success than you had at, at the high school level maybe. But and they're grown adults. Yeah. Some yeah. Of them are grown I mean, adults now. Yeah. the last couple of years, you look at, you know, Bryce and Andy and Jake last year, the, the three-headed monster, we called them. And, and then on the women's side, you had girls like Miranda Haas and Ashley Burr and Carly Kerr. They were men and women. Yeah, they were men exactly. And women. Exactly. Yeah. They had put their four or five years in. And uh, and it's that that's what we're lacking right now is is having those upperclassmen leading uh, by, you know, by example every day. So it's it's an interesting dynamic because now you have – Heather and Megan and, and Maggie and you know these these girls that have been in the program for just a couple of years that are now having to fill those roles that we had fourth and fifth year athletes fill the last couple of years and they're doing an awesome job of it I'm really I'm really happy with where we're at and excited but like you said there's it's really not luck it's it's hard work and it's it's um realizing what it's going to take and sometimes you know me through the recruiting process telling them what it's going to take it, it it only it only sinks in so much they only understand and comprehend so much when you're sitting there in my office and talking about what it took for this girl to get here and this girl to get there until they, they're in those shoes, until they experience that firsthand, they don't get it. You know, they, they get it to a certain level, but they don't fully understand and comprehend it. Now they get it after they're in the program for a year. And some of some of them halfway through their first year really are dialed in, locked in. I'm very impressed with Rachel Kempf. Uh, Rachel's a true freshman. Um, her uh, her high school coach was an old rival of mine in college back in the GLIAC days, uh, Gary <laughs> Lubert. And Gary is a great guy, and, and um, I, I've seen him over the years and never really had an opportunity to coach one of his athletes, and she is, she's amazing. And uh, you can tell he did an awesome job with her in preparing her for this level. 
Um, so she's right up there in that top group. And we had, a, we had this workout this morning. We had a workout where, you know, I, I tell them they, they, I want to see him empty in the tank and I want to see him, you know, literally exhausted at the end of the workout, but you've got to gauge the whole workout. You can't do it in the first interval. And, and I watched her in that last interval, just barely hanging on for life. You know, the three girls in front of her pulling away from her and her form is all falling apart and she's tall and lean. And, and at, afterwards I walked up to her and I said, what do you think? And she says, I don't know if I've ever been this exhausted coach. This is, this is crazy, but that's what you have to do. That's how you get to that next level. And when you start learning to do that to yourself and realizing you're going to be okay the next day. You know, you don't have to stay in bed for a week to recover from that. <laughs> You're fine. The next day you bounce back. So the earlier they learn those, you know, those lessons, the better they are uh, throughout their career. And, and it's just that's what we're seeing right now from our young ones is they're learning some valuable lessons. They're, they're applying it and they're they're embracing it and looking t- looking forward to the next challenge. Do you find that with the, with the youngsters that it takes a minute to understand and grasp the totality? And cross country is uh, very unique in that respect because – it's it's not just a practice thing. It's a twenty four seven thing. When you factor in hydration yep. and nutrition, yeah. probably the most vital of, of all the sports in regards to that nutrition and, and hydration and all those types of things, coach. Because if you are not hydrated properly, you lose time. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you can lose a race that that you're good enough to win. Right. Those are all the external factors that you have to control, also, and that that takes a minute to learn. Yeah, it? absolutely. And and you look at you compare cross country to basketball or, or soccer or baseball I mean those sports are about reps quality reps and you know how many free throws can you shoot in a, in a practice how many in a row can you make and getting that muscle memory down and being confident with your shot or your you know your swing or, or, or whatever it is in your sport that's t- really technical there's not a lot of technical in cross country it's guts it's, right it is <laughs> I mean the technical side of it is taking care of your body because you, you, if you're going to put that high demand on your body your body needs to be able to handle it so it's just as important, like you said, sleeping, eating, you know, nutrition, stress level, just managing a, a competition day with, you know, being able to handle the anxiety of things. And I always tell my, my motto with our athletes is you, if you don't do it in practice, it doesn't happen in a race. Like, you know, if you don't react well and come prepared for a, a workout that, you know, you're going to drain your system, you're never going to be able to handle the stress and the level that you're, of your body you need to take it to in a, in a race day. Where you have to go 1,000% all, in, like everything yeah. you have, you have to be yeah. all in. It's got to be there to, to take from, right. right? Right, And those are the hard part about our sport and another big difference, and we've talked about this over the years, but another big big difference between us and uh, a baseball or basketball player or even a soccer player is the number of opportunities they get to compete. So you have a bad game, you can bounce back. You know, you have two games in a week. Let's say, you know, you, you have a bad game. There's 20 more in your season. You have a bad race. There's three left. You know, we, we, right. we have five races, basically five or six in the fall. Six is the most they'll race. Some of them, most of them are only going to race five times. So if your first one doesn't go well. That's 20%. It's a hit. Yeah, you're taking a hit on your confidence. And uh, so it really does come down to every day you go out there and push your body and work hard in a workout. It's got to be a good day. And if it's not, you have to figure it out pretty quickly because there's not going to be that many more opportunities to to come back and learn from that experience. But I always tell these kids, day one all the way to the day they walk out the door, every day is an experience, every race is an experience, every workout is a learning experience. And if you're not open-minded and learning every time you go out there, um, you're never going to get better. You're just going to, you're going to get, you're going to be good, but you're never going to get to the level that 
I think you can get to or, or an outsider looking in says the talent level you can get to. It comes down to learning from everything you do. You learn from the good days, you learn from the bad days. And uh, we're doing a heck of a lot of learning so far in the first you know, three, four weeks, so I'm excited. Uh, you guys, uh, in a soft spot in the schedule right now, as you <laughs> talked about, September 29th, you'll be back at it at the Loyola Lakefront Invitational. That just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Loyola Lakefront Invitational. And, and Coach, once you guys are, are on the bus back from Loyola or in the vans back from Loyola, you're inside a month. Yeah. I mean, it, it is incredible. I mean, you just brought it up. It is incredible with cross country. We're six weeks out from yeah. from the whole reason you guys do everything in the Horizon League Champions. I mean, there there's not there's not a lot of time. There's just there's mm -hmm. not. No. No, and and that's why the summer is so important. That's why you know, the off season is really where where champions are made. It's not. I mean, your work you do a lot of work in the season. You learn a lot of things, but. If you don't start August fifteenth fully prepared from the off season work, then you're spending six you're weeks behind. catching up. Yeah. Right. And and it's again, it's such a unique sport, a unique setting where you've really gotta be dialed in and, and I mean let's face it, a distance runner is cross country athletes if they do track, they're the only three sport athlete left in college athletics. So when do they get that break? When do they get that mental break? When do they get a chance to recharge? It's really difficult for them. And they don't get you know, we get done with outdoor track and you know, early in the middle part of May, they take two weeks off and then it's ramping it back up. And we look at it and say we've Because you have to hit the ground running, yeah, literally. We, literally, yeah, literally. You've got 10 to 12 weeks to get ready for the fall. And if you don't, if you're not on your game in those 10 to 12 weeks in the summer, you're you're behind. Because every, you wake up every day and you got to tell yourself someone else is working hard today. Do I want them to outwork me? It's some, whether it's someone on my team or whether it's someone I'm going to run against in the in the in the Horizon League or in our region, you got to look at it and say someone else is out there, and I'm not going to be the lazy one that cuts my run short today or, or complains about the heat or doesn't get out of bed early enough to, to, to run in the cooler weather. And I did it to myself. I still got to go out there and do it today regardless of the of the conditions. So it's, it's an everyday thing. And not that any sport out there, any athlete, any coach would say, well, you have plenty of time, take days off. I mean, all, everybody wants to get better in every sport. But with our sport, it's it's definitely more critical that your off season is is uh, you're dialed in and you're you're on the program, you're following the plan, and those are hard lessons to learn when you don't do that. And I have a few on the team this year that you know day one from preseason, I could see it and pull them aside, and they just said, "Yeah, Matt, you're right. I didn't I didn't put my work in." And now they're playing catch up. Some of them will get there because they're talented. Some of them just won't get there this season, and they'll remember it, and it'll sting. Hopefully enough, they'll uh, they'll not do that again in the future from, to themselves. But we're D1. This is not high school anymore. It's not playtime. No. Nope. Nope. No. Everybody's expected to be at, at their best all the time and, and work at a high level, take care of their bodies. And, you know, we lay those expectations out very clearly when we're recruiting these athletes. And um, so there's really nothing there's, there's, there's nothing left to the imagination as far as what the expectation level is. It's just a matter of them being mature enough to execute it. And that's the challenge. Well, Coach, it's never a challenge to sit down with you. Uh, it, it's amazing this time goes by so yeah, quickly. But I, I do enjoy I do enjoy sitting down and rapping with you about cross country, and we'll catch back up with you I appreciate uh, it. a little bit down the road. And uh, as we get things rolling, Horizon League Championships, six weeks away. I can't believe it, yeah. but that's the reality. It, so. it is, it's, it's pretty crazy how quick it's, it's already <laughs> middle of September and, and uh, 
the fall weather's rolling in and and yeah before you, like you said before you know it we're on the bus out to wisconsin looking to defend those titles so we'll keep working hard and we appreciate all the support and, and exposure that you help us get for our sport and, and all of our our sports here and uh look forward to the next time appreciate the kind words and again this is the where the bear podcast click subscribe on itunes if you're listening there all the episodes will download right to your phone so for cross-country coach paul rice my name is neil rule thank you for listening everybody well see you later